Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome back to Politico Tech. Today is Wednesday, November 29th. I'm your host, Stephen Overly. The Federal Election Commission is a small, obscure agency with a big important job to enforce the laws concerning how money gets spent in federal elections. Now, with the advent of generative AI, the agency is under pressure to adapt that mandate, or perhaps expand it. There are calls from lawmakers and activists for new rules to restrict or outright ban the use of AI-generated deepfakes in political ads. And some are looking to the FEC to write them. But here's the thing. The FEC is often gridlocked. The commission is run by an equal number of Democrats and Republicans. So unless they agree on a policy change, it doesn't get made. FEC Chair Dara Lindenbaum is aware of the agency's limitations and its track record. It took an embarrassingly long time for the FEC to regulate on the internet and social media. This is new technology, not just, of course, in elections, but across the board for everybody. It changes our everyday life. And that is is hard for us. On the show today, Lindenbaum tells me she's actually optimistic that the FEC could overcome that gridlock and find a bipartisan compromise on AI deepfakes. But there's a bigger obstacle. She's not convinced the agency actually has the legal authority to do it. Let me start with a broad question for you. You know, I've, t- I've talked on this podcast with advocacy groups, with lawmakers, about these concerns they have with AI-generated deepfakes being used in elections in general and in 2024 in particular. How concerned are you about this issue? I'm very concerned. It's not an entirely new issue. The AI aspect is, but the idea of being to make it appear like somebody said something they didn't say is not new. My 10-year-old godson could probably splice together a video in five minutes without AI, making it appear like a candidate said something different. I think with AI, though, some of the scarier sides of it right now are how quickly that can be done, um, especially if we're talking about videos, and how quickly it can be disseminated without knowing who the actual author is and who is putting that out there. And of course, that's something that we've seen play out over the last few years is it's gotten easier and easier to put this misinformation or disinformation out there. With AI, especially videos, it can go a lot faster and be near impossible to stop. So as you're saying, this is not sort of an entirely new issue, right? This idea of putting words in other people's mouth has been a problem in elections. Now, the technology to do that is different. At a high level, do you see a need for regulation or action in this space if it is kind of an issue that we've encountered in the past? I do. And it's in part because of how quickly this information can get out there and how good um, the AI can make it and how easy it is to do that. Now, whether I think the Federal Election Commission is the right entity to do that, that is still kind of remains to be seen. But I think across AI, we're all trying to get our hands around what is this, what can it do, and how should we regulate it? And so let's maybe get into that since you mentioned it. You know, is the FEC the right agency to tackle this? You're the chair, obviously. What do you think? The FEC has a very narrow jurisdiction. We just involve campaign finance and federal elections. I mean, the money and the elections, that's it. We don't police the content of those ads. It's just about the money and politics. 
I've been certainly watching the way it's been playing out in different states and seeing how they've done that, because that's often a great example. And in some states, they are explicitly mentioning AI, others aren't. And they are discussing, do you prohibit using generative AI, or do you just require disclaimers? And what definitions are we even using? Are we using deep fake synthetic media, deceptive? And what are really the liabilities there? What I'm seeing certainly is in many cases, it's private rights of action rather than a government entity that can take immediate action. For good reasons, government entities can't restrict political speech quickly. We are in part designed to move slowly and the speed at which this moves makes it difficult to regulate in some ways. One of the other issues we have are enabling statute. We have the FICA that has a very narrow description of, of what we can regulate when it comes to fraudulent misrepresentation. So we have a petition for rulemaking that was just went out for comment. That comment period just closed. And it was about using our existing authority to regulate on AI. The problem is our existing authority, again, is so narrow. First of all, it only covers what a candidate or their agent does, and it just prohibits a candidate or their agent from fraudulently misrepresenting themselves as speaking or writing or otherwise acting for or on behalf of another candidate or party, which is damaging to the other candidate. And that's very, very narrow. And it seems like AI is already included in that. Do we need a really a specific carve out there? I'm not quite sure. Instead, it may be that Congress needs to give us more authority and tell us how they'd like us to regulate. So that petition you're discussing, which was filed by Public Citizen back in August, we actually had the president of that group on the podcast to talk about it at the time. And to your point, they're sort of suggesting that the FEC does have within its authority the ability to, to regulate on this, though I know that is a subject of debate. That comment period is closed, as you said. I mean, in the commission, as I assume, reviewing those comments now. From what you've seen, have there been sort of any takeaways from what the public is saying about this, what they would like to see the FEC do about this? We have thousands of comments that I'm slowly making my way through, and they're publicly available on our website now that anyone can look through. What I am seeing is a broad call to regulate and a broad call of fear around AI and how it can really destroy any trust that currently even exists in elections. But just because there is that request from the public doesn't mean that we still have that jurisdiction to do it. And that is a problem that we have that I hope Congress can help us with, understanding, of course, that there are very important First Amendment issues and rights that play in when we talk about regulating political speech. Just in terms of timeline, you know, when should we expect any sort of decision from the FEC on that petition and, and whether this is an issue they will move forward with? Yeah, I can, there's six of us. And we need four votes to move forward to do anything, be it to actually start promulgating regulations or to dispose of this. Historically, the commission has not moved very fast on regulations, but that's changing now. We have commissioners who are very much willing to engage in the regulation process. But if we determine that there's no path to any regulations or that regulations aren't necessary because this is already encompassed in our existing regulations, then we can dispose of the petition for rulemaking. So it's very early in the process, given that the the comment period just recently closed. Got it. 
Well, that's, you know, one of the things I was going to ask you about, which is the FEC, it's three Democrats and three Republicans. I don't need to tell you, you know, traditionally, there's been partisan division there that's made policymaking difficult. Is this an issue where there may be some bipartisan agreement to be found? Is that sort of naively optimistic on the part of uh, some of these advocates? Or do you think that's achievable? I think it's absolutely achievable. I think what we're seeing across the board is that this is a bipartisan issue, much like campaign finance regulation was, you know, 15 years ago. And it can affect both parties the same way. I think it's more so a issue on our resources, our ability, our expertise, and our actual jurisdiction. And if we really can come to an agreement on that. As I've said, I have to continue reading all of these comments to really be convinced if there is anything that we can do or need to do within our existing statutory framework. Obviously, you're still reviewing those comments, but in your sort of legal assessment, you know, is there room in the statute to do something in general that I hear most often are either sort of to ban this kind of content or force disclosure of this kind of content? Lawyers can do some creative reading, creative writing, you know, and, and critical thinking, but how much room do you really have to achieve any of that, you think? If there is an ad that has one candidate fraudulently misrepresenting themselves as speaking or writing for another candidate or party, well, then that would be covered whether or not that has AI or not. But we can't go outside those bounds without Congress giving us the jurisdiction to do that. And that's kind of really the main issue that we face. Um, But again, Congress, of course, is right on top of this. And this is the issue of the day across the board. So I do think that the right people are thinking about what needs to happen here. Have you made suggestions to Congress about what kind of authority they might extend to the FEC to, to address this? Yeah, I mean, there have been lots of different conversations with, you know, different actors that, you know, all the commissioners, I believe, have had. Every year we make recommendations to Congress. There are legislative recommendations. And in past years, before, you know, we got this petition for rulemaking, we have asked to expand our jurisdiction on fraudulent misrepresentation so that it's not just a, you know, candidate on candidate issue, it's that another, if it's a PAC doing it, if it's a super PAC doing it, it's still an issue. And so far, we haven't gotten that jurisdiction. But if Congress does expand our jurisdiction that way, then I believe that we could cover quite a bit more. Um, Because again, it's not really the candidates that you are going to see engaging in this. Um, It's really going to be the other political actors. Right. The political action committees and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We've already seen some examples where you have the pack for one candidate misrepresenting the voice or image of of another. Uh, we're not just talking sort of Democrat on Republican or Republican on Democrat. We're, we're also talking within political parties in primaries as well. This issue has come up. And so, I mean, right now, is it sort of your assessment that unless that's coming directly from a candidate, that it's not really in the FEC's jurisdiction? A candidate or their agent. How do you define agent? Maybe that's maybe <laughs> I mean, I'm not the lawyer here. You are obviously. How do you how do you define agent? So we have you know statutory definitions of agent, and it's most often one of the senior level campaign staff members or one of their senior contractors, somebody who has the actual authority to speak or act on their behalf. Got it. I see. So a pretty narrow or small circle, it seems. 
That's right. I mean, there's, of course, coordination issues with super PACs that come into play, but it is hard for me to see any good actor as trying to coordinate to get around this. That's not really the way that we see these kinds of, you know, real deception or intent issues. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. And we're back. You know, I, I'd be curious, you know, I had um, a couple of researchers from the University of North Carolina on the podcast who have sort of done some research in this space and come out with their own recommendations. One of the comments they made was, it's very hard to say right now what actual impact these AI-generated deepfakes will have because they are new and in some ways 2024 is kind of a test case for, for how voters receive them, whether voters are duped by them, any of that. Does that ring true from where you sit? A hundred percent. I think that's exactly it. And I think what I've been looking to see is how the Republican primary plays out and how and if the candidates are using it against each other, because I think that that could be really a genesis of interest in regulating in this area from Congress, um, you know, because it's all within one party. And that can really change the idea. But again, some of these proposals we're seeing in Congress, they're bipartisan. And people are crossing the aisle in ways they don't usually do in other areas. Right. Well, I was going to ask him, you're a Democrat yourself, and I'm sure you've had some conversations with your Republican commissioners on this. I mean, is this an issue where it is hard to get Republicans to sort of see to or agree to some of these issues? I mean, election integrity in general feels like it's become such a partisan, politicized issue. I wonder if there's even a policy approach that could get bipartisan support. I really do think there's an approach that can. The commission has gone through different iterations. Most of us are new on the commission here, and we talk a lot. So we really try to work to find the best and right answer by talking with each other. And I think that if there is a right thing for the commission to do at this point, I think we can get there. Everyone has kind of different positions, but we are all very aware of the First Amendment concerns and not over-regulating and also our limited jurisdiction, but also the need for us to act when we can and should. Right. From what I guess I'm, I'm taking away, the, the biggest issue seems to be whether you have the authority to do anything. If you do, then you see that there's a path to some sort of bipartisan agreement, but that road just may be closed. Is, is That's kind right. Of what I'm hearing. Right. You know, the issue right with this current petition for rulemaking, again, is it's so narrow. And there's also the idea of, well, what could we actually do here? We, again, move slowly. So even if this is a violation of our regulations, and the genesis of it would be somebody would file a complaint against somebody else, and then it would go through our complaint process that takes quite a while. And then it's, you know, six months later, and we are adjudicating it. And that's the problem here across the board. And what we're seeing in the States, too, is there aren't many quick fixes. When it's an ad that's on TV, 
and there's a deceptive ad, it's pretty easy for people to call the station and you send a nasty gram and you say, take it down. It's false for X, Y, and Z reasons. And the station or on the radio, they'll do the same. But on the internet, it's much more difficult. And especially if it's happening in the shadows. So what our regulations can do to stop it I don't think there is a way for us to stop it as it's happening or any time close to real time. For those who are hoping for some sort of government intervention by 2024, you know, which at this point is less than a year away, is it fair to say that that's highly unlikely to come from the FEC? It's more likely to come from Congress or or somewhere else in Washington? It could happen under the current regulations. So if all my examples, I use Pearl Jam. So bear with me on this example. But if Eddie mm-hmm. Vedder is running for Congress and Stone Gossard are running for Congress as well, and Eddie puts out an ad that is misrepresenting what Stone is doing and Stone files a complaint with us and it uses AI, well, it's going to go through our complaint process now. And there's a chance we could adjudicate it sometime in the near future, but it's not going to happen immediately. And that's one of our problems. Is there a past technology or trend around elections that you would compare kind of this to, you know, this moment we're in? I wonder if there's any analogies that come to mind for you. Well, I hate to use this one, but really like the advent of the internet and social media, unfortunately, it took an embarrassingly long time for the FEC to regulate on the internet and social media. You know, this is new technology, not just, of course, in elections, but across the board for everybody. It changes our everyday life. Right. I should also mention that we are not the only game in town for regulating AI on the political side. There's also the FCC, which already regulates you know, phone calls, TV, the text messages where some of the, these problems may come, and the FTC, which also deals with that kind of misrepresentation and false advertising. So I think that the three of us are the agencies that I think of as the ones that, you know, can do something possibly in this area if we're given the authority. Excellent. Well, Commissioner, thank you so much for joining us on Politico Tech. Thank you so much for having me. That's all for today's Politico Tech. What election technology is most on your mind? Tell me about it at soverly at politico.com. And for more tech news, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our producers are Annie Reese, Kara Tabor, and Philip Frobos. And our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. I'll see you back here tomorrow.